full life and list all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from the hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands, is being killed. You will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God high, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. 
Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands is being killed. You will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they... Good evening, everyone. We are so grateful and thankful that you chose to be here tonight at BCF to experience God's goodness and God's presence and God's power. Father, we're so grateful that we can gather here tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, you're so good to us, and tonight we're going to experience your goodness. And we give you all the praise and all the glory, because we love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. together. Are you ready to worship? This is a familiar song, but the words are a little different.
God. Hallelujah. There's joy in your presence. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we're so grateful. Thank you, Lord, that we can participate with you. You've made us participants, Lord. You've qualified us. Hallelujah. As partakers of your divine nature. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Someone say, praise the Lord. Someone say, hallelujah. Someone say, glory to God. Amen, amen. Praise you, Jesus. There's nothing like participating with God. Hallelujah. Father, we just welcome you here in this place. We know that you're here because we're gathered here. And your word says so. And so, Lord, we just turn our hearts to you. And we listen to what you have to say to us. I want you to step into the now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Step into the now. Believe me. Take me at my word now. Do the work I've called you to do now. Follow the direction that I've given you now, says the Lord. For now is your time. Now is your moment. Now is your victory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. What's well, a good word now? Amen, amen. Well, you may have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. Uh, don't they do an amazing job? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, we are glad that you're here tonight, and if you're watching online... We just say welcome to you. Thanks for tuning in. Like it. Share it with your friends. Spread the word. Just want to remind you that if you're a youth, that is 12 and, age 12 and up, there's a youth breakfast uh, this Saturday from 9 to 11. It's every second Saturday of the month. So... Uh, that's available to, to you. Our youth are very active, and uh, they're up to something good. And uh, hallelujah, they have uh, had a vision to go to Tulsa, and guess what? They're going, amen? Sixteen of us are going to be gone uh, the last week of July. So July 27th, that Wednesday, we will not have a Wednesday night refreshing service. And uh, But I would encourage you to tune in to Rama USA or Rama TV, Rama Bible Training Center or Rama Bible Church and, and watch the meetings live during that camp meeting time. It's going to be a great time. And uh, maybe you'll see us waving or something. I don't know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, you know, anytime that we gather together, you have an opportunity to invest in the kingdom of God. And uh, as you put your seed in the ground, God receives it and makes it grow. And uh, God is looking for some cheerful givers. Some people who have been touched by him, amen, and then our response is just to give back to him. 
Because we love him. Amen. Isn't God good? Isn't Jesus wonderful? Amen. Father, I just pronounce a blessing over every giver and their gifts, Lord. And I thank you that it multiplies in your hands. And Lord, we give you thanks and praise because of their gifts and your multiplication, Lord. We can do what you've called us to do. And we're just so grateful and thankful to participate in your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Of course, you can do that anytime during the service here. If you're watching online, go to our website, and that'll be able to handle it that way. Amen. Well, glory to God. Well, we've got some exciting, wonderful-looking uh, kids tonight. Amen. There's a good group of kids, and we're just so thankful for our kids' life, kids living in faith every day. And we didn't want to dismiss them now. So, kids, have a great time. Be blessed. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, it was funny that uh, Dr. Fiona led that first song because that's what I was listening to this morning in preparation. I've always liked uh, Daryl Evans. He's the, one of the musicians that I heard play that song. He always reminded me of someone that was just playing in God's house. Like he was just having fun with God's presence. And uh, hallelujah. Well, you ready for the word tonight? Say, God's got a word for me. I'm not just going to hear it, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to receive it. And I'm going to get all of its benefits. Amen. We got to be active doers. God didn't call us just to hear what he said. He called us to hear what he said and to do it. And it is the doer of the word that is blessed. And I want you to turn to the book of Romans chapter 14. And we're going to look at verse 17. Romans 14, 17. Hallelujah. God was, Paul was outlining things that the kingdom of God is not. And then here he clarifies what the kingdom of God, its essence is. And he said in verse 17, he said, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not the celebrations we have. It's not the food we share, but it is righteousness Peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. See, I I am righteous, I have peace, and I have joy in the Holy Ghost. Those are the essence of God's kingdom. Righteousness is who you are. What were you before you were righteous? You were unrighteous. Before we met Jesus... We were separated from the life of God. We needed to be rescued. We needed to be delivered. And we needed to be resurrected from spiritual death. So righteousness, the righteousness of the kingdom, is who you are. Abraham was made righteous. He wasn't until he believed. But when he believed, a transformation took place inside of Abraham. 
and he was in right standing with God. He was acceptable to God. He was justified, just as if you've never sinned. When you became righteous, your, all your sin was wiped away by the blood of Jesus. And if you were to look for it, you wouldn't find it. So, the kingdom of God. Everybody say the kingdom. What is the kingdom? That's where God rules and reigns. He's not ruling and reigning everywhere because people who are not in obedience to him, they're not being ruled and reigned by him. Amen? But God's kingdom is where he rules and reigns. Does he rule and reign your life? He rules and reigns this church. Amen? This body of believers. Okay? So then he says, the kingdom of God is righteousness, but it's also peace. Righteousness is who you are. Peace is what you have with God and others. You have peace with God. You have peace. You could be in the midst of a storm and be at calm. Why? Because you have peace. Jesus is the prince of peace. He is our Peace. He came to give us peace. Hallelujah. He'll give us peace that passes understanding. So the kingdom of God, it's righteousness, it's who you are. It's peace, it's what you have. And, everybody say and. He's not done describing what the kingdom of God is. You know, why do you think he gives righteousness, peace, and joy? Because it represents the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, I love the and part. So the the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy is the result or the combination of walking and living in the true reality of who you are and what you have. When you live your life like Jesus, see when Jesus came and you accepted him, he gave you the right to be just like him. And when you're walking like Jesus and you're living like Jesus, you're going to have joy in the Holy Ghost. There's going to come a joy on the inside of you. It's the result of walking and living like God. So righteousness is who you are. Peace is what you have. And joy is the result or the combination of both. Of walking in the reality of who you are. When you got born again, what did you call yourself? A Christian. What does that mean? The word Christian, the word itself means Christ-like. When you got born again, you declared, I am like Christ. Say, I'm like Christ. Say, I think like him. I talk like him. I act like him. And I behave like him. Yeah, when you met Christ, he, in, he, he welcomed you into his kingdom. He welcomed you into his house and into his family. You became a child of God. You were adopted and, and grafted in into God's uh, network, I should say. Amen? So, the kingdom of God, it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen? So... To be righteous means that you've got God's approval. 
You've been approved by God. You are, you are God the Father, God the Holy Ghost, and God the Son stamped approved. Amen? Hallelujah. The USDA can approve beef, but God approved you. Hallelujah. He put his stamp of approval on you. He sealed you with his Holy Spirit. He covered you. You are God's. You belong to him. You've been bought with a price. Your body is no longer your own. Oh, I thought the world says you can do anything you want with your body. Not a believer. Because as a believer, I transferred ownership to God. I gave up ownership of my body and I let it to him now. And this is my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Okay. So righteousness, right? Matthew 6.33. You could turn there. Matthew 6.33. They'll put it up on the screen. Jesus told us to do something first. He said, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek to, for God to rule you. Seek his authority. Seek his power. Seek When should you seek him? Second? Third? When you get to it? When you feel like it? Everybody say first. Notice what he said. Seek first the kingdom of God and his what? His righteousness. And everything else will be added to you. How many want some things of life added to you? Well, then we got to get put first things first. Right? Before you met Jesus, you put you first. Now, after we met Jesus and he welcomed him in, we got to put him first. Okay? And uh, the Bible says in uh, Romans 5.19, Romans 5, verse 19. Hallelujah. I'm just going to touch a little bit on righteousness and peace, but we're going to spend the majority of our time tonight on the joy of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Romans 5.19 says, Through one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so through the obedience of one man, many will be made righteous and acceptable to God and brought into right standing with him. I'm reading from the Amplified. So, through Adam's sin, everybody died. But through Jesus' sacrifice, everybody can be made righteous. I can become something that I was not. And I became something that I wasn't. I became a believer. I became born again. I became a child of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay? So, we have the kingdom of God is righteousness. And... um, You can read about how Abraham became righteous in Romans 4. I'm not going to read it for you tonight. But then we have the peace. All right? Peace means tranquility. It means to join together, to be united. It means wholeness. It means nothing missing, nothing broken. When... It's, it's a, it was a normal greeting that people pronounce when you read the, the epistles. How many times is Paul pronouncing peace to his readers? May grace and peace be, be unto you. 
Amen? Peace is a gift of God. It's peace with God and peace with people. And if you didn't, if you want peace, then get a piece of the rock. It's where, peace is where harmony prevails. Peace is is when you have a peaceful mind, and peace is a course of life that promotes harmony. Hallelujah. Jesus said, go to John chapter 14 and verse 27. John 14, the gospel, verse 27. Notice what Jesus said. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. See, when you have the peace of God, you're not troubled nor afraid. Whose peace did Jesus give us? His peace, right? He didn't... Hold back his peace from us. I mean, we know that Jesus had peace because there would be times when people wanted to kill him and he'd just walk away. Where'd where'd he go? Right? The crowd would be all riled up. We're going to kill him. We're going to kill him. And Jesus, where'd he go? He just walked away. He didn't even tell his disciples, that was close. Why? He had the peace. He had enough peace to walk on the water in a storm. What about that wind? What about the waves? Ain't nothing to me. I got peace. Amen? Go to Ephesians 2.14. Ephesians 2.14. What are we doing? We're building up the kingdom. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Ephesians 2.14 For he, talking about Jesus, is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the wall of partition between us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The greatest conflict solver ever is peace. Glory to God. All right, go to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. And verse 7, how many of you like to pray? When you pray and you give your request to God with thanksgiving, something's going to happen to you. Notice, the peace comes after we do what we need to do. That's called make every request known to God with thanksgiving. And then, verse 7, the peace of who? The peace of God, which passes all understanding. How can you be so calm? I don't understand it, but I am. You don't have to understand why. God's peace passes understanding. You're not going to be able to think about God's peace logically. You're not going to be able to reason it out. You're just going to have an overwhelming peace that's going to secure your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. A peace that passes Understanding. Hallelujah. God can exceed your understanding. You know, you you can receive from God and you don't even have to understand it. Amen? You can receive by faith. 
And his peace will keep your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. All right? And we know that from Galatians 5.22, you don't have to turn there, but peace is a fruit. This is the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. Amen? How is your peace orchard looking these days? How, look at that precious peace fruit growing on those trees. When do you need peace? Whenever there's trouble. You can go grab some, oh, I'm having some peace pie tonight. Amen? Oh, you ought to taste this peace pie. It is good. It is sweet. All right? And go to Romans 5.1. Romans 5.1. Hallelujah. You excited tonight? Amen? You love the word? Romans 5.1, therefore, being justified by faith, we have, notice it didn't say going to get. Everybody say, I have. It says, peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God through Jesus. Hallelujah. We put our faith in Jesus, and he gave us peace. The Bible says, that the mind of the flesh is death, but the mind of the spirit is life and peace. You want more peace? Think like the spirit thinks. Well, how does the spirit think? Read the Bible. He shared his thoughts on pages. God, God told us what he thinks. He told us how he feels. When you think like this, you're thinking like the spirit. Okay, so now we got the two foundations, we got righteousness, and we got peace, but the thing that I want to focus on tonight, for just a small amount of time, is joy, but it's not just any joy, it's the joy where? In the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes into your life, he brings joy. I will never, ever forget, as long as I'm on this earth, the night that I got born again, the night that I first met Jesus. I knew he existed. I knew he was there, but I didn't have a clue who he was. But when I was 12 years old, 40 years ago, I went to a service with less people that are here tonight, and I invited Jesus to come in. And you know what? He accepted my invitation. And he came in. I'll tell you what, I was flooded with joy. My hand, my body couldn't take it. It began to vibrate and shake. Felt like Elvis. Woo. <laughs> and I ended up on the floor. But I wasn't sad. I wasn't sorrowful. I had overwhelming joy flood my heart the night I got born again. How about you? When you met Jesus, did you get joy? I mean, I've never heard a testimony that said, well, I met Jesus and things just got worse in my life. (laughs) My goodness, you wouldn't want that, Jesus. Amen? No. He came to give us joy in the Holy Ghost. That means joy is a spiritual force. 
And it's the Holy Ghost who operates joy. You know, the word joy is mentioned 249 times in the Amplified Bible. 249 times. You think God wants us to have joy? He does. So we have joy in the Holy Ghost. All right? Um, See, joy comes as you begin to praise the Lord. You know, when you begin to praise him for what he's done, do you realize God rescued you from hell? God delivered you from darkness. God pulled you out of the miry clay. He set you up on a rock. He set you up for success. Amen? That is a source of joy right there. He came to give us joy. Why? God is fun. God is exciting. He is not religious. By in any way, shape, or form. Religion will bring you down. Jesus will bring you up. So there is joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Go to Romans 15. Romans 15. Mm -mm -mm. Say something is smelling good tonight. Say, something is happening tonight. Hallelujah. Romans 15 and verse 8. It says, now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. I'm so glad that ever since the beginning of time, God wanted both Jews and Gentiles to come in. And, And through what Jesus Christ did, he made the Jew and the Gentile one new man. It's called the born again man. It's called the new creature. Hallelujah. We've been made a new man. Why? That we might glorify God. How many know we got to glorify God? That means give him glory. That means give him praise. That means exalt his name. Okay? For his mercy, as it is written, for this cause I will confess to you among the Gentiles and sing unto your name. You know, God loves it when his people sing to his name. He didn't even say that you have to be, uh, you have to win America's Got Talent or, or anything like that. You can just sing. You know what I think about? I'm glad that the Bible says make a joyful noise. Because when you're making a noise to God, it touches God's heart. We got to sing to God. Okay? Now look at verse 10. He says, and again he says, rejoice, Gentiles, with his people. Everybody say rejoice. Hallelujah. We were glorifying God and we were singing to him. Now he says, and again, rejoice. Hallelujah. God wants us to rejoice. And if if you really knew what rejoicing was, you wouldn't be able to contain yourself. Amen? We don't have to go to a class on how to rejoice. Human beings, when something good happens, when something exciting happens, when they're in the midst of fun, they just know naturally how to rejoice. 
It means shouting, moving, raising your voice, moving your arms. Rejoicing affects your whole entire being. We've got to know how to rejoice. You know, you've been... Maybe you've, you, you're a sports fan and you've been to a game that you like, and when your team does good, you rejoice. You don't have to go to a class. You don't have to go to a seminar. It just came out of you. Amen? Amen. When someone comes up to you and hands you a check for $1,000, you don't have to think, well, how am I going to respond to this? You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, you're gonna rejoice however that looks like. Amen? The beauty of God is we can all rejoice in different ways. But the Bible says for us to rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and loud him, all you people, praise him. Hallelujah. When you start praising God, joy will begin to bubble like water boiling on a stove. How many ever boiled water on a stove? Does it start off boiling? You turn up the temperature, right? You put the water in a pot. And when you first look at it, it doesn't look like anything's happening. But then you wait a minute. You go back. There's some bubbles are forming. Right? And as that, as that water is getting heated, the bubbles get faster and faster. They get bigger and bigger. Right? And it goes... Right there, right? And if you leave it on the heat too long, it'll boil over. The pot won't be able to contain it. Woo! God's got us on the stove tonight. And, and your pot's not going to be able to contain it. So don't try to contain it. Listen, our kind of boiling isn't going to cause any harm to anyone. Amen? So we might as well just let it boil over. God wants us to get in the overflow. God's not just into just enough. No, he's into more than enough. You know, David said in Psalm 23, the Lord anoints my head with oil and my cup overflows. Isn't that interesting how oil makes his cup overflow? But he never said for David to put his hands on that cup. Let it flow. Look at your neighbor and say, just let it flow. Look at your neighbor and say, just relax and let it flow. We're getting in the flow. Amen? All right? Joy, righteousness, peace, and joy, where? In the Holy Ghost. Did you know that the Holy Spirit is your laughing partner? He loves to laugh. We know that God laughs. God laughs at people that don't believe in him or don't think he exists. He laughs. Amen? And uh, since the whole, it's joy in the Holy Ghost, he likes to laugh with you. And he doesn't need to tell you a funny joke or a funny story. Just his presence overflows with joy. Because the kingdom of God is about joy. The kingdom of God is not a sad place. It's not a sad story. It's good news. The kingdom of God is good news. It, it's designed to bless you. It's designed to enhance your life. It's designed to make you better. So joy 
is a gift of God. And only with Jesus, only with Jesus' joy in you, can your joy overflow by incredible degrees. Amen? I think we need to get, we need to pass out some degrees tonight. Degrees of joy. I think there's some people that just need to tap into a flow. Maybe, maybe you're at 10 degrees. Others are at 30 degrees. Right? Others are maybe at 60 degrees. And there's some that are just at 100 degrees. Amen? Joy means to lean towards and be favorably disposed. It is the awareness of God's grace. How many are aware of God's grace? Joy comes to us. Go to Ecclesiastes chapter 2. Ecclesiastes chapter 2. Hallelujah. I want you to look at verse 26. Ecclesiastes chapter 2. I'm getting there. And verse 26. For God gives to a man that is good in his sight of wisdom and knowledge. And what's that last one? Say, God gives joy. When a person is truly joyful, it has come and originated from God. Because God, just like he's the author and the finisher of our faith, he's also the author of joy. He wrote the book on it. Amen? Aren't you glad God shared his book of joy with us? Hallelujah. He announced the birth of his son. He was talking about great joy to who? Everybody. Every person can benefit and receive the joy that God gives. Why? It's part of his kingdom. Who wants to serve a stale God? My goodness, God didn't even want his people eating stale manna. Why why would we serve a stale, stuffed up, lemon soured puss God? I want a God who's fun and exciting. I want a God who makes me laugh because he's done something good for me. He's done something great for me. His presence alone raises your joy degree. Hallelujah. So he gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy, but to the sinner he gives travail to gather and heap up that he may give to him that is good before God. That's a wealth transfer right there. This also is vanity and vexation of spirit. Okay? Go to Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18 and verse 13. Luke 18 and 13. No, that's not right. What is that? 8. Luke 8. I'm sorry. Luke 8 verse 13. <laughs> All right, there we are. Luke 8, verse 13. He's talking about the parable of the sower. I want you just to notice something. 
They on the rock are they when they hear, receive the word with what? Did you know that when you receive the word, there is, there is joy in the word? Now, what you do with that joy is up to you. This person, when he first heard the word, he heard it with joy. Or she heard it with joy. Okay? But, unfortunately, they didn't have any root. Yeah, they, they heard the joy, but they didn't take any of those seeds of joy and plant an orchard because joy is a fruit too. Amen? You know, if you want more joy, plant some joy. Well, how do I plant some joy? Be joyful. Amen? It's very simple. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. If you're having a bad day and you're able to go somewhere, maybe if you're by, if you're by yourself, fine, or if you're around people, maybe you can go somewhere and just go, ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. You know what? Eventually something's going to happen. It's going to be like butter churning, right? You know, uh, when Gabriel was about nine, when he was in um, cyber school, one of his outings was to the Hershey Museum, and we made butter and biscuits from scratch. Him and I, we were baking and buttering, right? And we had to pour some milk into a thing, and we had to add a, a couple other things, maybe a little salt or something, and we had to churn it. Churn it, right? See, because butter takes, it takes some churning to make some butter. I'm telling you, you've got the ingredients on the inside of you, but some of you just need to be churning, right? Something on the inside just needs to be churning. I'm making some joy. What are you doing? I'm making some joysticks right now. I'm churning myself. I'm getting myself excited. I'm making some joysticks. See, and eventually, when there's enough churning, out comes the butter. And you can spread that butter on the biscuit that you just baked. Which is exactly what we did. God wants you to take the butter that you just made and spread it around. That's the joy. We got to spread the joy around. Hallelujah. So he heard the word and with the word came joy. But he didn't know how to walk in it. He didn't know how to operate in it. He didn't know how to function in it. So the joy went away. I mean, my goodness, God makes the seed. He gives us the seed. He helps us plant the seed. Then we got to water the seed. Amen. Some of you got to water your joy seed. Hallelujah. Go to John 15. The gospel of John chapter 15. We're talking about the kingdom. Part of the kingdom is joy. What does joy look like? I don't even have to define it. You've, every one of us here has seen joy. Everyone here has experienced joy. Through good things in life, good things that have happened to you, exciting moments. Amen? You know what it is to have joy. But what happens is we get into a routine. At church. You know, I went to a church for years. 
All I did was walk in, kneel down, make the cross, sit down, kneel down, sit down, kneel down, stand up and say goodbye. Now, never changed my life, never impacted my life. But then I got over into another camp. And my goodness, I'm like, what? Ooh, this is exciting. This is fun. See, the devil doesn't want that joy to be loosed. He wants you to think that serving God is drudgery. Got to go to church again, like making the Dunkin' Donuts, making the donuts again. Let me tell you something. We ought to come to church with expectation. Amen. Amen. Why? You're getting the word, and with the word comes joy. And how you want to, what you want to do with joy is up to you. If you want to just keep it inside, go for it. But not me. I want to let it out. You know, John 15, verse 11. These things, Jesus is talking, I have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Oh, my. First of all, that it tells us that Jesus has joy and he wants to give that joy. And he, he wants it to, he, he wants, once he gives it to you, you can give it to someone else. Amen? It's like giving a smile. When you see someone without a smile, give them one of yours. Amen? It increases face value. Hallelujah. Try it. You know, uh, when, when we were in Lancaster this past uh, week, we, we had a retreat for our minister's thing. I got on the elevator, and, and I, just for fun, I just started talking to the other guy that was on the elevator with Josiah and I. And I, was, I just started out, you know, because nobody, what are you saying in the elevator? You'd be like, press two, okay. You know, you're stuffed, uh, I mean, especially if there's a lot of people, you don't know what to say. You don't want to have a conversation. They don't want to have a conversation with you. But you know what? Let's just turn the tables around. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Let's just do something that we wouldn't normally do. Hallelujah. Yeah, had a good conversation with them. Let me read this again. These things have I spoken to you. That's the word. Why did he speak these things to us? That my joy might remain in you. How many know we've got to let Jesus' joy remain in us? Amen? Some people, they, they put their joy in a sieve. Right? Did you know that a sieve was not meant to contain things? It was meant to leak. Amen? God did not make you a sieve for joy. He made you a vessel to contain joy so that you can share joy when you need to share joy. That you can participate with joy when you need to participate. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy may be. See, the only way your joy is going to be full is if his joy remains in you. How does his joy remain in you? Abide in the word and let his words abide in you. I've got the joy, 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 joy. Down in my, you know, I started singing the other day, and Josiah said to me, he said, Dad, I'm glad that you're not called to lead praise and worship. <laughs> and I said, Josiah, I've never claimed to be a singer, but I love to worship. I know what, I'm, I know what gifts I'm strong in and what gifts I'm not strong in. Amen? Hallelujah. Okay, go to John 16. 
Go to John 16, verse 24. Jesus also said, Hereto you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and what's going to happen? You shall receive that your joy may be full. Whoo! How many could use some joy? Ask and receive that your joy might be full. What happens? See, when you ask God for things, you're putting faith in him. You're putting trust in him. And in exchange, he gives you joy. He gives you confidence. He gives you assurance. He gives, he, he, oh my goodness. We're, we're in a relationship with Jesus. And when we go to him, he gives us things. And when we pray to him, he gives us joy. That your joy might be full. Say, Lord, make my joy full. Let's say it again. Say, Lord, make my joy full. Hallelujah. Notice he didn't say make your joy empty. How many know there's a difference between empty and full? When something is low, you should fill it. Amen? If, if, if the needle in your car gets close to E, you've got to do something about it. The car won't fill itself. But you've got to drive to a place that has what you need and you've got to put the nozzle in your car and you've got to put the, the card in the pump and you've got to squeeze the trigger and, and then it starts to fill, right? And what was, what was used is now being replenished. This is how joy works. Listen, there's, there's a lot of things that can stress you out today in today's world. But we got a joy that doesn't come from the world. It comes directly from God. It comes with the, it comes through Jesus, through His Word, and it operates with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You know, how many has ever seen a wind-up toy? Maybe a, a music box? Or maybe a toy that you got to wind up. Did you know that unless you wind it up, it doesn't do what it was created to do? But you got to take that, you got to turn that key and you got to wind it up. And, and, and the more you wind it, the tighter it gets. You can feel it in the key, right? Am I right? And then all you have to do is release the key and it does what it does. It plays the music, it moves, it does whatever. Why? I'm telling you, God is winding us up tonight. Amen? He's winding us up tonight. All right, John chapter 17. John chapter 17. Look at verse 13. John 17, 13. And now come I to you. Has Jesus come? He came to you, didn't he? He said, where two or three are gathered, he said, there am I in the midst. So he knew that you were going to be here tonight, so he planned on, on joining you. Yes. And now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Oh, hallelujah. How many know Jesus' joy is fulfilling? 
All right, go to Romans 15. Romans 15. Hallelujah. Oh, it's building. It's building. Romans 15, verse 13. Now. Oh, there's that word. Everybody say now. Not tomorrow. Not in a few minutes. Now. The God of hope fill you with a little joy. Fill you with some joy. All joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Let me read that again. Now, the God of hope fill you. God is a filler. He wants to fill you. What does he want to fill you with? All joy. Oh, he wants to put so much joy in you that you're just stuffed and it's just got to come out. Amen. It's it just the, the container can no longer contain it. He's putting joy in you, right? It's, it's not a, he's not pounding it. He's just putting it in you. Have another scoop. Have another scoop. Who oh, I can't take much more. Good. That's all joy. Everybody say all joy. And peace. You can have joy and peace together. Woo! And love. They all operate together. In believing, you've you got to do it by faith. That you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, everywhere where the Holy Spirit was, was talked about, there's always joy. When Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, she began, her, the, the baby inside of her responded with joy. When the word walked in into the house, the, the, the baby inside of her responded with, she leaped in her womb for joy. Hallelujah. We need some babies leaping in the womb for joy. I'm not talking physical babies. I'm talking natural babies. I'm talking word babies. We need to have some babies that are leaping inside of us with a churning that joy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. I'm almost done. Joy is a source of divine strength. Joy. Go to Nehemiah chapter 8. Actually, just put it on the screen. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10. It's the last part of the verse. Hallelujah. Nehemiah 8.10. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Keep, uh, then he said to them, go your way. Eat the fat. Hallelujah. Someone say praise the Lord. Eat the fat. <laughs> Glory to God. That's Bible. Drink the sweet. All right. Send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. All right. For the day is holy to our Lord. Notice, I want you to see how God thinks of holy days. Religion would say, this is a holy day. We're not going to work on this day. We're not going to do anything on this day. It's a holy day. But how does God think about holy days? For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow. Everybody say, do not sorrow. All right. For the joy of the Lord... Is your strength. Look at verse 11. So the Levites quieted all the people saying, be still for the day is holy. Those are, okay, verse 12. Verse 12. Do not be grieved. All right. And all the people went their way to eat and drink. Verse 13. To send portions and rejoice. And rejoice what? It's a holy day. I'm going to rejoice.
rejoice greatly. I'm going to shout. I'm going to get excited. Hallelujah. It's a holy day. Why? Because I've been feeling weak and I need some strength and the joy of the Lord is my strength. Something happens when you give into joy and you exercise joy, it generates strength and power and vitality. Hallelujah. My goodness. Rejoicing in God... Just like he prescribed in his word. Eat the fat. Drink the sweet. It's a holy day. Shout, rejoice, be glad. Hallelujah. Get excited. We need to get excited about Jesus. We need to get excited about God. We need to get excited about God's kingdom. Some of your batteries are dead. We need to jumpstart you. We need to connect you with someone who's alive because you're dead. So, rejoicing in God with cheerfulness and thankfulness, it gives you strength in both your body and your mind and your spirit. Something happens. (laughs) Yes, Lord. How many know that You can turn your batteries on your car because you have a battery. I mean, you can turn your lights on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You can turn your battery on, though. You can turn your lights on, but you, because you have a battery, right? But you have a limited time while you're, you're operating on your battery. But if you turn the engine on, it's got an alternator. And when the engine is moving, that alternator is charging the battery and you can have your lights on as long as the car can run. It, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to give you light for a longer period of time than you would just operating on battery power. Because while the engine is running, your battery is, is c- constantly being charged, being energized with moving parts, and it's creating something in the car, perpetual energy. Hallelujah. It's going, and, it's cre- and you can have your lights on as long as you want, as long as the car can run. Your lights will never go dim. Because you've got a power supply that's generating power. We have a power generator inside of us. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. We got some power. He generates power on the inside of us. And that power keeps our joy flowing. That power keeps our joy moving. That power continues our joy to flow like a river. Strength happens. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Strength happens. Whoo. So how many want to increase bodily strength? Then my prescription to you is take three joys and call me in the morning. Well, I did that. My response to you is rejoice. Do it again. And again, I say rejoice. 
keep it going. How long should I keep it going? Until the stress relieves. Until the pain goes. Amen? How many of you love being laughed at? If The quickest way to make the devil leave your life is to laugh at him. He will not hang around long. You start laughing at him, he's like, I'm out of here. You're rude. <laughs> but listen, we got God's permission to be rude to the devil. Amen? Hallelujah. My goodness. You know what God wants? Go to Isaiah 65. All right, I'm going to close here in just a minute. Hallelujah. God's about to do something. I can, I can feel the lava beginning to flow. I can feel the water beginning to boil. I can feel that dead battery is coming to life. Oh, turn it over. It, you, you were clicking before, but now it's going, rum, 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 rum. right? Just a few more minutes and you'll be good to go. I'm the jumper cables tonight, right? Hallelujah. Not, not me, but Jesus is. And the Holy Spirit, he is the, he is the wires that attach from one battery to the next. He, he's the, he's the, the, by which, Isaiah 65, verse 17. This is what God wants in the future. And you know what? He, he can have it now, too. Amen? Okay, Isaiah 65, verse 17. Behold, I'm creating new heavens and new earth. The former things will not be remembered or come to mind. This is the amplified verse 18. But be glad and rejoice. How long? Ever say forever. Oh, Matt, that means you got your engine cranking and you're not relying on battery power. You're relying on Holy Ghost power. We got a Holy Ghost alternator in us. Glory to God. And it's generating perpetual power. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Rejoice forever over what I create. Our source of joy is God. It's what he's doing. It's what he's saying. It's how he's moving. Amen. That's why we rejoice. Hallelujah. He said, behold, I am creating Jerusalem to be a source of rejoicing and her people joy. Uh, and her people joy. Verse 19, I will also rejoice in Jerusalem. God's going to join the party. He's going to rejoice with us in Jerusalem. Now, this is the future, but why not have it now? Amen. Does the word have joy? Does Jesus have joy? Does God have joy? Is he here? Then we can have joy right now. Tonight, this Wednesday night, in Palmyra, we can have a Holy Ghost party because that's the best kind of party. You want a party? Let's have a Holy Ghost party. So, there will no longer be heard in her the voice of weeping or the sound of crying. Hallelujah. Go down to verse 22. They will not build another they will not build and another occupy. Glory! To, I'm not going to build something and have someone else occupy it. Glory to God. They will not plant and another eat. For as the lifetime of the tree, so will the days of my people, my chosen people, will fully enjoy. Now that's the amplified. The work of their hands. Hallelujah. We need to rejoice in God. Amen. See, joy... 
has a way of bubbling up in a believer. Actually, God gave me a revelation last year called effervescent. You know what makes the bubbles in soda pop? That's effervescent. You know what makes Alka-Seltzer effective? Effervescent. It bubbles. It's a chain reaction. You put something into something. God puts something into you. There's a chain reaction. And our response is joy. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So joy will bubble up. Psalms 46.10 says, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Guess what? We are the city. And what's that river doing? It's making you glad. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad. You know, there's joy, there's gladness, and there's rejoicing. There are levels that you can experience. Levels that you can do. Amen? Hallelujah. All right, let me wrap this up. Joy changes negative atmospheres into positive ones. Joy is the ultimate stress reliever, and it catapults you into victory. Hallelujah. How many want to be catapulted into victory? Let joy flow. Hallelujah. Joy. Hallelujah. God is the one who always does more than we could ask or think. The joy of the Lord is an amazing force that God has. He's given to his children to help them overcome. Hallelujah. Every challenge of life. How many want to overcome every challenge? You can laugh your way to the top. (laughs) You can laugh your way to victory. Amen. You know, the Bible said uh, in Hebrews 12 for the joy that was set before Jesus. That joy was strong enough to help him endure the cross, despise the suffering and the shame and come out on the other end. There was a joy that was operating in Jesus. What was that joy? Part of the joy was you and I coming to him. That was the joy. Hallelujah. But that joy sustained him through the most trying, terrible time of his life. Glory to God. But who's got the last laugh? Amen. Joy is a fruit of the spirit. Heaven's joy is called the joy of the Lord. Jesus generously and lavishly deposits his joy within the heart of every believer. (laughs) You know how they used to fire a cannonball? How many's ever seen a cannon fire? You got to put some powder on the inside. It's called gunpowder. Gunpowder burns. It sparks. Right? And you stuff the cannon with gunpowder and you put the ball in it and you got to take that stick and you got to jam it down, right? Make it everything tight. And then on the top of the cannon, there's a fuse. And fire touches that fuse, right? And that fuse goes, and when it gets inside and it connects with what's on the inside, boom, cannonball comes firing out of that barrel in the name of Jesus. You are a cannonball for God. And we've got the the Holy Ghost gunpowder, which is his word, and we got the fire of the Holy Ghost, amen, and we got our wicks, which is the mouth, and God lights our mouth, and a fire begins to burn, and on the inside, boom, things explode, amen? We need some explosions here in Palmyra right here tonight, 
in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If you want more on joy, get my book. Hallelujah. I want you to stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This joy is for such a time as this. This joy is relevant for today. This joy is a joy of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We have got to receive this joy right now. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I love that you've given me joy. I have your joy in my heart, in my mouth, in my mind. I've got the joy of the Lord. And it's bubbling. It's flowing. It's moving. It's coming out of me. And I'm not going to contain it. I'm just going to go with the flow. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Now begin to rejoice. Whatever that means to you. Whatever that means in your mind. You got to do it. You got to tap into it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Start by praying in tongues. Kota ma sanda la maro sanda. Hiela maro kasanda. Hiela maro sanda la mama. Karaba sonda masukaria sanda. Niraso maraka. Masonda raka siti ha ha. Sonda reka ha 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 ha. Karamaso. You all keep doing what you're doing. Keep rejoicing. I didn't say quit, amen. You got to keep moving. You got to keep going. You're not operating on battery power. You're operating on Holy Ghost alternator power. Ha 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 